So, um, how many of you do listen to the Chad and Cheese podcast? Yeah. So they're going to be doing it live, and you're going to hear this, I think, tomorrow, right, guys? Maybe. Okay. Depends on the sobriety level of these guys. So. Please give a big warm welcome, it is 1.15 so we can get going, to Chad and Cheese. Hi for kids, lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast. So luckily, uh, we got beer because we almost left. Yo, guys, we are the. This is the <laughs> weekly show, so you guys got to represent Philly because right. the whole world listens to our show, and all of you will be listening after today. But uh, you got to bring it for Philly in this weekly podcast. Represent. We. I just learned the word John, so I'm going to try to work it out. <laughs> this is this is uh, this is our John, so we're going to try to. <laughs> I'm a little gassy after that cheesesteak, though, so I don't know how I work that in. <laughs> Sit over there. How are, we, how are we doing, Philly? We doing all right? We, we have some great fans in Philly. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I am the cheese segment of the, the duo here. My name is Joel Cheeseman. Believe it or not, that's not my, my acting porn name. Uh, and this is Chad, which is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, but we do a weekly podcast. Yep. Uh, couple monthly shows. We do like a Shark Tank style uh, startup interview. Uh, we travel a lot and we do shows and interviews that way. So uh, anything recruiting, you want to learn more stuff, who's out there doing cool, cool things, we like to think that our podcast is the shiz or the John maybe. It, it is. What it I is the John. It's totally the John. So yeah, we've got a world tour this year. It's been awesome. We just got back from Portugal and now we're in Philly. Love it. I mean, it makes sense, right? Right? Uh, but, uh, it's better we, in Philly. What's that? It's better in Philly. Oh, yeah, so much better in Philly. So, I mean, we definitely want to give some shout-outs. If you've listened to our podcast right out of the gate, we like to give what we call shout-outs to people in the industry who give us love or we see some cool shit happening. Oh, yeah, by the way, this is an explicit podcast slash uh, presentation, so you might have to do earmuffs every now and then. I think we're okay in Philly. I'm just I think saying, Philly's all right. Just saying. Montgomery, got, Alabama, got that show is bad, right? Yeah. Montgomery didn't go very yeah, well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to. Yeah. And if you guys Alabama. want to shout out questions or have anything, please feel free to engage. Uh, our show's about 40 minutes. This is an hour that we have on stage, so we're bound to run out of gas. Uh, so hopefully, <laughs> He won't run out of gas. Well, sure. not that kind of gas. So exactly. think of questions as we go on, and, and we'd love to engage with you guys and, and have more of a conversation than, than us yep. just talking at you. So big shout out to, first and foremost, the guys who actually brought us here, not just the Recruit Philly peeps, because they've been kicking ass, taking names. Give them a big round of applause. But emissary.ai. They're the guys. They brought us here. Without their gas money, yeah. So if you've My seen, my twelve-year-old told me about that app. It's, yeah, it's awesome. Nancy, if you could stand up and show the the, the Nancy the, from yes, Philly. Nancy from Philly. Early fan. There early it is, fan. Jen Cheese Podcast teacher. Ow! 
big emissary logo on the back. Um, so Nancy stalked us in the early days. We were a little freaked a, out by it. Yeah, yeah. So her and Ed, who's not here. Ed, what Everyone the fuck, Everyone know Ed, dude? Ed Zatisky, Tasky, what's his? Yeah, Ed Z, right? Yeah, no one Ed knows Z. Ed. He put this thing together. So today. yeah, yeah. He's part of the part of the team. So no, love it. Ed's actually off. His uh, his wife is graduating today from I believe it's uh, nursing. High school, right? Yes, yeah. high school. <laughs> Big round of applause for Ed's wife. I'm so mad he wasn't here to hear that. <laughs> oh, he'll hear it. I know he'll he hear will. It. Love you, Ed. God damn it, Ed. Uh, Patrick, where's Patrick at? He got us the beer. Patrick is yeah. Patrick is so John. Thank dude, you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick is so John. <laughs> I need to hear stuff from up top too. You guys just can't be lazy and go into food comas. Thank uh, we got to raise the roof up top. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Terry, Terry Baker's on his phone, dude. He's seen this a few. Times. There you go. Come on, Arsenio. Terry. Woo, woo, Jesus, woo. dude. Uh, Mark Pfeffer from HCM Tech Report. He actually came down so he could meet us and actually report on this amazing event. First, first annual, right? Yeah. First annual, yeah. right? Every year. Okay, just just making sure this wasn't a one-time go. We won't be back, so enjoy it while we're here. <laughs> You're like fuck these guys. Um, By the way, saying we're from Indiana isn't very dangerous. <laughs> these crazy cats from Indiana are oh. gonna break shit up. It, it's like stealthy. Uh, judge group, and also, I wanted to read a tweet from sure. one of our friends, uh, Jason Ketcher. And uh, if you don't know and you don't listen, we like hate the ladders because it's fucking stupid. Um, it's been around for how long? And it, I can't sucks. believe it still exists. Um, Mark Sinadella, I know you're listening. Dude, shut that shit down. Um, Jason Ketcher tweets. The latter's emails are like those magic birthday candles. They never go out. No matter how many times I unsubscribe or mark as spam, they keep on coming back. <laughs> Good shit, Jason. Love it. I see a lot of people relating to those emails. <laughs> Did anybody, how many people thought ladders was like out of business? I mean, like 10 years ago, right? They're yeah, not the ladders anymore. They're just ladders. Yeah, but if you go to ladders.com. Yeah, if you go to ladders.com, it doesn't take you to the ladders. So they've kind of <laughs> like fucked up the marketing on that one. It takes you, it takes you to what, what Probably you a ladder want, store. To yeah. buy ladders, a ladder which store. Is more, right? Which is more helpful than the ladders, yeah. by the way. How does that make any goddamn sense? I'm going to change my name, but not my URL and drive people away to buy ladders. I mean, I, I can't even imagine. They, their marketing sucks anyway, so probably nothing. Um, so next events, uh, Job Case, we're going to be in uh, Boston next week for Job Case Live. No booze for Boston? Wow, <laughs> I would have thought okay. we got some booze from Philly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get any cheers. Uh, then we're going to Boston again for uh, Smash Flies Transform. Ooh. <laughs> Was that for Boston or Smash Fly? Smash, who? Oh. This is Phenom Country. Okay, good call. Uh, that, that, well, then they need to fucking invite us to their shindig or some shit, right? Um, oh, you did. Awesome. Well, then awesome. She runs Phenom. the show over at Phenom. I didn't know that. I, I, I didn't know that either. It's Screw awesome. Ed. What's your name, she's, by the way? She's the boss. Jen. Jen's the boss. Uh, and then Wreckfest. Who's going to London? Because there's going to be like 3,000 recruiters. In London, we're, we're headlining this thing. It's like the Lollapalooza of freaking recruiting events. One day, 
five tents, five stages, and the bar opens at noon. This is going to be ridiculous. It'd be better if the bar was open for everybody. And the bar is open. For, oh, you mean Here. for this? Oh, they're good. Because Chad sounds much smarter when, he's, when everyone else is drunk. <laughs> Everybody does sound smarter. Do, do you guys drink yingling, or is that like whack here? Whack? It's okay. whack. It's not John, right? Okay. It's not John. Not John. It's commercial time. Finding the right fit is important. When you're deciding on shoes for a long day at the trade show, when you're picking the right podcast for your commute, and most importantly, when you're looking for the right candidate. With JobAdX, you can attract more relevant, engaged candidates to your jobs by harnessing the best in ad tech targeting. From predictive industry analysis and keyword click data to premium first page placement and reducing redundant applications, our candidate targeting technology ensures that you're reaching talent that's as interested in working with you as you are with them. Now with in-ad video and multimedia, you can share your employer brand story and company culture with job seekers so they can visualize themselves in your office, all hands meeting or ax throwing team building adventure all without navigating away from your job posting. Increased engagement makes for fewer steps between job seeker and new team member. Ready to ramp up your job advertising campaigns with the best in ad tech? Visit our new website at www.jobadx.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X.com. Attract, engage, employ with JobAdX. It's showtime. Okay, so we're actually we're going to jump into topics for this week, uh, and so we have over the last six months, we've talked a little bit about Career Builder here and there, and I mean we have so many probably like fifty different contacts within Career Builder, not to mention Glassdoor. Just seeing what's going on. We got in insiders that, in that dumpster fire. <laughs> It has now turned into, or at least we're hearing from multiple contacts, it is now turning into a dumpster in fucking Inferno. Watch this, watch. Who's still using Career Builder in the audience? Who's using it but too ashamed to admit it? I see one up there. I see one. Yeah, room full of people, Arena. Guess what? It's like 10 years ago when you said, who's still on MySpace? No one raised their hand, but they kind of were, sort of. Friendster. I'm still on Friendster. Yeah. So... We've actually been hearing, uh, <coughs> getting, getting information over the last six months about little things happening at Career Builder, but it seems like everything's coming to a head, that uh, they're going to start selling off pieces of the business, and that in, in kind of not conflicting, but, but kind of like a, a range of numbers, that revenues are actually down 35 to 40%. Yeah, that was a, did you hear the audible... Oh, yeah. So it's it's pretty amazing as we see Apollo came in. Yeah, does everyone know the history? We're going to give it to you. So Crewboat acquired a couple years ago, or 2016. Yeah. A private equity firm called Apollo who has a a nice history of like slashing and burning and making things profitable and selling off the pieces. Yeah. Uh, They're kind of... They're doing that playbook right now. Except uh, for the profitability. Yeah, so, yeah profitability. <laughs> uh, well, they keep cutting enough people. Maybe they will. That's but uh, everyone that 
has been at CareerBuilder for a very long time has gone. They let their CEO gone, uh, go about a year ago. Uh, their new CEO is a, what did your source say? A 33-year-old finance yeah, PE uh, yeah, investor puppet or something. Trying to run a software company with no software yeah. experience. And that was, I mean, that was like multiple people saying, this person does not have the experience to be able to do what's necessary within she she knows how to lean up an organization that's pretty easy right all you assholes are fired um but she doesn't know how to actually turn it into revenue and and that's what we're seeing from from uh career builder not to mention you know we heard so many rumblings uh i think it was last year my my uh my my prediction was that either Career Builder or Monster was going to come back. That was so funny. Um, that, was, that was two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. And, and uh, I mean, they... She's, she's not really an R&D uh, CEO. Well, no. She, in I mean, fact, slashed what, and burned What's R&D. been the most innovative thing they've done in the last year? Pokemon for jobs. <laughs> right? right? You guys see us? So you download their app and you, you put your camera up to downtown Philly and it'll show you augmented reality style all the jobs and companies of people that are hiring. That's been the height of innovation at Career Builder. Pokemon for jobs. Yeah. yeah. So was anybody at HR Tech last year? Okay, a few people. Uh, yeah, so they had like this They huge, were so excited. Huge space. I think it was like, at least estimated, spent, you know, over $100,000. We're just not seeing Career Builder make smart decisions at all. Uh, and, and from, again, from the inside, we're hearing very soon, which is one of the reasons why we're talking about it now, because... We've been hearing things for, again, like the last six months that they're, they're actually in the process of trying to chunk up and sell off pieces of the business uh, and that many of the Probably executive, not a ton of takers at this point. Yeah, no. And many of the executive leadership is actually getting ready to eject as well. We've seen some very big names run. When you have companies like Broadbean and TextKernel, uh, about five years ago, those were kind of like on the edge technologies to an extent, right, distribution. But uh, I mean, Brown, Broadbean now is pretty much what I call dumb distribution. It's not programmatic. It's not focused on your needs. It's not targeted by any means. And in most cases, I mean, you can't do any type of paper performance, right? So, I mean, it's like going back to the, the late 90s or early 2000s uh, and doing the exact same thing. Just pray and spray and do it over and over and over. Uh, as opposed to really be targeted and be focused. What they have to sell off... Quantity over quality. Real isn't great, yeah. (laughs) What we call that spam. Yes. So obviously the drop in revenue, I mean, you're talking about 35% to 40% prospectively revenue. Um, They have lost over 10,000 accounts. Uh, And again, I see a lot of head shaking because I... Were any of you the account that they lost? Yeah. from (laughs) From what we've heard... Is that you know even a lot of the agencies are like yeah we're we're kicking a lot of our clients out of Career Builder every single day because they're not getting the ROI, and in today's analytics focused uh, industry, man, that's got to be a bitch for a company like Career Builder. I'm so, just here to support so, you. So here's I'm the, just the face guy. Here's the <laughs> that's some that's some scary shit. Um, so, so the funny part is, right, so in my prediction two years ago, it was Monster Career Builder, one of those two, is that they're actually going to make a charge. And uh, this week, what happened? Monster I'm glad Studios. you said no to drugs a couple <laughs> years ago, by the way. So, 
So Monster's on the innovation, uh, innovation trail as well. Uh, a year ago, they announced that they were going to add uh, videos to their job postings. It was they had partnered, HR Tech. Yeah. Yeah. October of last year. Yeah. Uh, they had 100 beta clients, I believe. Yes. And it's only taken them a year to get it out of beta and, and create Instagram for jobs, I guess is what <laughs> I'm calling it. This is a company that has a new CEO almost a year. Uh, he's a tech CEO. They have a new tech head. And the most innovation that we saw at a monster this year was partnering with Video My Job to put videos on job postings. The big product. That's kind of sad. So how many of you today are actually using videos on your job descriptions? Anyone? Or video at all. Okay, so very, yeah, very, very few hands raised. I mean, it's, it's incredibly low adoption. You should. Haven't you guys heard all internet traffic in 2020 is going to be like video? You guys got to get on TikTok immediately, <laughs> is what I'm saying. You should see him at the airport, like 30 minutes of TikTok, and he just can't get off. Don't play like I'm the only one. <laughs> so, yeah, the... The problem that we're having that we've always had with, uh, with videos that we love video, but it all comes down to adoption and making it easy for our company to, to, to integrate these videos into uh, their job descriptions, their websites, whatever it is. And I think that through Video My Job, they've been able to make it as easy as it's ever been thus far. The problem is it's not going to do it itself, right? Um, and until you can easily empower your people and trust your people to actually do videos that are going to be worth the shit, number one, uh, and then also you know hit on all the, the the points that you need for your brand because you want to ensure that they are conveying the right brand experience. Uh, that's really hard, right? And and I know it's easy to say, hey, look. We're just going to go ahead and give all of our people their phones and they're going to go out and they're going to create these videos and then we're going to have a ton of content. But the biggest question is, how are you going to go through the content and can you use the content? That's the hard part, right? So, you know, from my standpoint, you know, I, I, I think that from Monster's standpoint, partnering with another company instead of trying to build is incredibly smart. I think from a short-sighted standpoint, it's Adoption. Adoption is either, number one, going to uh, be quick and easy because that's, that's what the product is designed for, or it's going to be incredibly hard just for those reasons that, that I just talked about. You love video. I want to talk about their shitty new ads. Okay. Has anyone seen the new Monster ads? So Monster, just so you know, Monster marketing guys are like, curled up in fetal positions because we've been giving them are shit they? about these. They are. Well, I assume an agency made that for them. I, yeah, but I they're responsible. They didn't. Well, they, yeah, they're responsible. Yeah. And they bought into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, if you haven't seen them, it's irrelevant for me to talk about, but they're, they're really, they're shitty. They're bad. Like, if you're Monster, you roll the dice and you say, we're Instagram for jobs. Yeah. And you can see videos from employers. And that would at least give people a reason to go to Monster and see, like, what are the fucking videos that they're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, it's the same old, 
Daddy, what's what's it like to work? Well, you go to work and your soul gets sucked out and then you die. Like that's yeah, basically yeah, the yeah. ad. Kids going to sleep. Kid, no, no shit. Like, kids going to sleep and the dad's walking out and the kid says, "Daddy, what's it like to work?" And he goes into this. I mean, you want to take the kids like shoestring and belts away from him and stuff like that. It's like the, you were. I mean. This is not good. This is like Suicide Watch stuff. This is not, I mean, yeah, it's, it, what's going on here? It's like Super Bowl 2005 ads that yeah. they decided to just react. Yeah. And basically, that what it, it's what it feels like. It's like, these ads didn't make the cut in 2006, <laughs> so let's dig them up and throw them in because we've already made them. Remember and, that and idea we there. had? Yeah, back in the, yeah, it's still shit. Yeah, just throw that shit out. Shit. So, Joel is incredibly happy right now because we've heard, and some of you will be, I, probably Brandon's happy too, uh, that Google Glass is actually coming back. Crickets. It's the stupidest shit ever, dude. I'm a VR guy, not necessarily a Google Glass guy. Who said what is it? There it is. They don't even know what Google Glass is. you're Tell so them. young you don't remember the first iteration of Google That's right. Glass. That's right. So it was... That's right. Ten years ago, Google had this thing, and they like, we're going to put a little camera on your, on your glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. They didn't even have lenses. It was just like the, gla the, 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 the frame frames. part, right? Yeah, the frames. So you'd have this camera on your glasses, and like the douchebag like, meter went through the roof because you talked to someone with a camera on their glasses. <laughs> Are you recording me? Yeah, Are you like, yeah. what, what the hell's going on? So it was like $1,000 <laughs> to get one of these things. They like dumped it. To Chad's excitement, they're relaunching Google Glass. Are they, call are they calling it Google Glass? Yeah, okay. I think it's the stupidest shit ever. Now it's, but they put new now, frames on them. Well, so in, cool their frames. in their defense, it's more of an industrial, like doctors can wear it for surgeries and like industrial stuff. So they're trying to do the Microsoft. It, I don't think it's for like they're trying the to do the consumers. Microsoft they're trying to do the Microsoft. Sure. Okay. Has anybody seen the Microsoft heads-up display visor, which is cool as shit? And it's really awesome because, yeah, it's, it's a total <laughs> visor, and it's like a heads-up display. So like you're in a cockpit, and if you have like a mechanic or something like that, they can look at, like it, it like actually downloads the schematics to your to, to the glasses and you can see exactly what you should be looking for or electronics or some, things of that nature incredibly cool uh and, and to be able to bring something like that vr or ar really um so augmented reality to a segment and make it practical works unlike career builders you know like pokemon for jobs i feel like we're going towards sex robots is that where we're going so we did anybody listen to those? The, weren't in the notes, were they? No, they weren't. But they weren't. But we—I mean, we just interviewed <laughs> we did. an actual interviewing robot. Yes. Have you guys seen this? Okay, so Ten Guy is a Swedish robot. That's, it's made in Sweden. It's made, yeah. Well, it's a Swedish robot. Um, it's made in Sweden, so it's a Swedish. Swedish robot. I guess technically, it's a Swedish robot. <laughs> so, about yay big. How many girls had like the Barbie? bust thing where you, where you do like do the hair and hair. stuff yeah kind of looks kind of like, so like that without the hair oh yeah um and like so, a screen face so totally totally thought this was the creepiest thing in the world and, and as you watch and you look at it it's um, you're like close. oh my god this is this is so creepy but it's being built as the unbiased interviewing system because it doesn't see it doesn't see gender doesn't see color doesn't see anything like that right and it it 
the, the thing that just drove me nuts was, it looks so creepy. So we actually saw in Portugal, and I was totally geeking out. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And um, Adam Gordon from Canada ID, I think, encapsulated what I think will happen when this thing starts to hit uh, interviewing rooms, is that candidates will be in there, and they'll be like this. They'll be like the robot, and they'll be like, because it is so cool. You talk to it, it, uh, it like tracks the person who's talking, and it like head tilts, and there's, and there's this projection screen. It's a 3D um, printed face, and the face is, is projected from behind, so you can make different faces, right? And it doesn't look like, you know, like a robotic, yes. you know, like mouth or anything like that. It looks really cool. So when Chad says cool, I say cool in kind of a Swedish ABBA, Ikea, a little bit off kind of cool. It's a little off. Yeah, don't it's get a me little wrong. weird in yeah. a Swedish kind of yeah. way. Um, don't you think candidates will love it now, though? They'll be like, oh, this is fucking cool. Some candidates will love it. Yeah. Um, salespeople will not love it. Tech people probably will love it. Congratulations to them. They were, we, do a, we do a thing called Deathmatch, which we have four startups come on at a, at a conference, TA Tech, and they were one of the four. So we're fans of theirs. We're rooting for them. Yeah. They just signed their first client. Who else is doing a fucking interviewing yeah, robot? Like Kerbiller, Nobody Kerbiller's knows. dropping yeah. Pokemon for jobs. Exactly. And this little Swedish company has actually made a fucking robot. <laughs> uh, to take all your jobs uh, and your cheesesteaks, No, apparently. they just um, to be able to take... Who, who likes interviewing people? I don't like interviewing people. Well, shockingly, people. recruiters are more mad about this thing than anybody else. Really? Which... Well, you... For social media. Yeah. Well, the, the practicality. I think it's one of those things where you really have to experience it. And that's one of the things that, you know, I, you have to be in the room and, and really understand it. Not to mention, if they start to make 10 guy... Uh, a part of like the experience of being at this company, uh, going in and having like a 10 guy at the front desk and meeting you and do one of those sure. things. So IKEA, go figure, in Sweden, in Sweden, I think, and, and they have high turnover, they have tons of jobs. Uh, we're hoping, I know they're talking to those guys, that uh, they'll be able to adopt and do some pilots so that we can actually get some, some data around this uh, because we think it's entirely cool, but we've seen so many entirely cool things just crash and burn over the years, right? Now, in IKEA's defense, we don't really know if they have high turnover. That's a good point. They just might be growing. I would say in their segment, let's just say Yes. That. Either way, you could, you could agree that retail is a great venue, platform to have a robot interviewing lots of people very quickly in an unbiased way to fill positions in a retail setting. Yes, so it's spelled T-E-N-G-A-I. Just take a look at it. Moving on. Talk about Google. Okay, so we're gonna go into our Google segment, which is almost like a staple in our show, for God's sake. Because um, people love it. People love Google. We see the numbers. When yeah. we talk about LinkedIn, Google, Indeed, everyone listens. People so love Google, we, man. we talk about it. So. So this week, uh, another one bites the dust. And, and what I mean by that is, is TMP Worldwide, which you guys I'm sure know, right? Um, they are now starting to pilot uh, the Google Talent Solutions API for their job search within Talent Brew. And as we've seen... Tell them what that is, Chad. As we've seen, like with uh, Career Builder, Career Builder who's been in the space for 20 years, 
many of these companies, even College Recruiter or what have you, who've been in the job search space for so long have had what? They've had a shitty job search experience. Keyword, Boolean based. I know recruiters love Boolean, but I'm sorry, Boolean don't sucks. Don't you dare misspell search, something. Right? Especially when it comes to job seekers. Job seekers don't know Boolean, right? So it's, a, it's a really a shitty experience. Boolean, they can't spell. They can't like, spell what are you Boolean. Talking yes. about? Boolean, let alone programmatic. So from that standpoint, what most of these companies have been able to see is that Google's new search, which now powers the Career Builder search, Jibe search, many of the 4,000 companies and job boards. 4,000 companies and job boards. Um, because Google does what better than anybody else? They'll make money. And search, right? They do search better than anybody else. So most of these companies are starting to kick their search uh, to the curb and start to use Google's search beneath kind of like the layer. So let's say, for instance, the, the phenoms of the world. Could be clients would go to them and say, hey, we want Google search. Well, that's a plug and play thing with, with, with an API. Um, so they make it easy, to an extent, uh, for companies to be able to use Google search. Uh, Talent Brew, the reason why we want to talk about it is it's, it's, it's a platform that's been around for a very long time, good, bad, or indifferent. And they now, obviously, are starting to use Google. The big question is, how long is it going to take until the entire recruitment search, job search, is going to be powered by Google? 4,000 sites already, not sites, platforms. Uh, we're talking about corporate sites like Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson, they did a case study with, uh, with Google, and I believe it was Jibe, and had amazing numbers because the actual search is more contextual and it's not Boolean-based. Yeah. It's faster, it reads misspellings. It's like Google on your job board or your company's website. Yep. Um, it's very effective. We've talked to vendors that say the, their customer service calls have gone to zero about people calling and saying, I, I can't search correctly, or how do I search this, or I'm not getting results. Google does all that for them. So from a customer, customer service perspective for vendors, yeah. uh, it's been a real godsend for them. How many of you have actually, or, or you guys have a Google Power type of search behind? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, one back there. Okay. Who are you with, ma'am? A group. Just a direct employer. Dubin. Dubin. There it is. Thanks, Isabel. Jesus. Isabel from Job Addicts, yeah. everyone. So, yeah. So, Google is also moving into many different facets of what we know, and one of them being Google for Jobs, which I'm sure most of you know about. Show of hands. Please Google say for you jobs. all know that Google is indexing jobs and sticking it to Indeed, <laughs> like hard. Google for Jobs experience isn't going great in some areas. They just launched in Germany. Yeah. And <laughs> Nichts gut. Nicht gut. Nicht gut. Um, but it's, it's also, we're starting to see some spammy kind of things happening here in the U.S. Uh, Jobiac, which is a company that helps companies, helps hiring companies get their jobs into Google uh, for jobs, uh, actually did research Is it on are my jobs on Google.com? Something like that. that. Yeah. Like, if you're wondering if your jobs are on Google, uh, I think the URL is are my jobs on Google.com. You can throw in a URL and see if they are actually are or not. So Jobiac did research uh, over 2.5 million jobs uh, in 500 different cities. And it actually showed that 40% of those jobs required two to four steps before job seekers could actually apply. Now the promise of Google for Jobs was what? Efficiency. Getting job seekers to the job ASAP. Getting them directly to the job, 
so that they, well, first and foremost, to be able to use Google search to help them a better search, just like everybody else is going to, a better search, but on Google to find great jobs. But at that point, it's user experience because Google doesn't give a shit about you employers. They don't. They care about the user, the end user actually doing the job search. Because if they do that and they do a great job, what's going to happen? You're going to pay money to be able to boost your jobs, right? It makes sense. I don't care about what employers want. That's just dumb because the experience matters. The problem is they're screwing the experience up right now because there's way too many steps. And how many companies and job boards are actually using Google for jobs? A lot. A shit ton, yeah. Because <laughs> we don't know. Now, in fairness to Google, they're still relatively new at this. They've shown in the past that they've fucked search up before and they've eventually figured it out. Wait, to an extent. So let's not bury them just I th yet. I think, well, I, I don't want to bury Google because the first thing that we're seeing from Google now that we didn't see before, who remembers Google Base, which was just a literal piece of shit? That, that had no focus on any type of revenues whatsoever. These products that they're putting out today, like the ones that are actually powering the, the uh, job sites and whatnot, there's a, there's a money-making model behind the API. So that gives us all hope that they're really going to focus on getting this right and getting all the spammy shit out of there. Yeah, and here's the thing. like, Google has more competition for ad dollars now than they, than they ever had before. So money is going towards social media. Uh, Amazon's getting into the game. So if you look at quarterly reports from Google, their last report, they took about a 10% haircut on their stock price because the clicks, the number of clicks and the dollars they're getting for those clicks are going down. So Google's in a position where like, okay, how do we make more money in the most quickest, efficient manner? So they're verticalizing searches, right? They're doing travel and whatever else, cars and apartments. Yeah. And jobs is obviously a component of that. And with G Suite, which means your email's being powered by Google, et cetera. Who uses they G Suite? Can, Who's they can easily now integrate the job and the hiring stuff yeah. into G Suite, which we're starting to see, which I think we'll probably talk about a little bit today. That's a fairly short bridge for them to cross to where then they can start making money, which by the way, their ATS product is, is a revenue generator. Their API, which we just talked about, is a revenue generator. And eventually, as Chad said, their job search component will be a, a revenue generator as well. Yeah, and there are other products that are going to pop out as well. But in Germany, they just launched uh, Google for Jobs. And, and believe it or not, a good portion of the actual jobs, job descriptions that are out there are in PDF. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so the experience in Germany pretty much sucks right now because Google's not being able to index. Does that stand for pretty darn fantastic? Pretty, yeah. yeah. No. No. Um, so the actual, they're trying to figure it out, right? And they're trying to figure it out globally. Uh, and then all of this happens, and then we have a hack from your favorite. Yeah, PPC, porn pills and casinos have taken over <laughs> Google for jobs in Germany, apparently. It's commercial time. Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job, and just as importantly, the jobs fit to the candidate. Make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N dot com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. 
Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. It's showtime. There was, uh, there was actually a report that was put out that there was a porn site that started to hijack uh, certain companies. And what would happen is if you know Google for Jobs, you do a search and they allow you to, to apply with different mechanisms, right? So you have the corporate career site. Uh, if you posted to like a career builder or uh, whatever, Glassdoor, uh, then you could apply through that mechanism. Well, what happened was this porn site piggybacked on that and they had a button at the end where it would take you directly to a porn site. So, again, Google's going to figure this out, but Y'all this thinking, is... you damn, that's smart. <laughs> it was less than 24 hours. It was down. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, any other company would probably take about a week to be able to figure it out. They're still on CareerBuilder in Germany, I think. <laughs> And the emails from the ladders are still going out for porn jobs. Yeah. But, yeah, no, thanks to Alex Chukasov, because we can't see Chukovsky, I think, uh, in Germany, because uh, we can't see German jobs over here. So we're getting, yeah, we're getting a lot of intel from across the pond. But it's important to understand all these things that are happening from a tech standpoint to, to be able to level that out because we have organizations or we serve organizations or we're a vendor to organizations um, that are not just in this country. Pretty important. So we have, to, we, have to, we have to be apprised of all that stuff. And there's a good chance some of you hire globally, right? And if you do it's hire globally... To keep, think, of, think about. Yeah, and if you do hire globally, who loves their applicant tracking system? I, yeah, I don't see... Not one hand. Are there any ATS vendors in the audience? Because we're about to no. offend you if you yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> Probably already offended a bunch of people already. Um, so we actually had, and there will be a podcast that dives deeper into this. We had a, a, an interview Teaser. with one of the very first enterprise customers of Hire by Google. Does everybody know what Hire by Google is? It is Google's applicant tracking system that was an SMB, small, medium-sized business model, that guess what they did really quick? They went to enterprise. Big co. Quick. So they are now an enterprise platform, and we were able to sit down with one of these organizations, which is on the small side of enterprise, 3,000 employees, uh, and talk to them about the case study that they pulled together with, uh, with, with Google. I was prepared for her to be a fan. I was not prepared for her to be as much of a fan as she was. A super fan. She did stop short of saying, I love my ATS, because I said, are you willing to go on record as <laughs> the first the employer whole podcast. ever? Stop it. No, no, there's a, lot, there's a lot more good stuff in there. Uh, are you willing to go on record as the first employer in history to love their ATS? And she said, I like it a lot. If you want to know the problem she had with it, you'll have to listen. Was yeah, that good? That's okay. Better. That's better. Uh, that's my teaser. But uh, loved it. They were G Suite users, which I think is a huge... Huge plus for Google. Yes. Um, they're going to get into those million-plus companies globally. They're using oh, yeah. it. Um, yeah. And it, it just syncs up well. She talked at length about the scheduling syncing up, that it was sort of one platform. And if you listen to, to our podcast, you know that we talk a lot about Microsoft and LinkedIn and Google and, to a lesser degree, degree recently, uh, Facebook 
trying to be sort of a one platform for all your employment needs. And I would say after our interview, yeah. I know you disagree with it, but like she was all in on one place for all this stuff. Yeah, I, th I think there, there are many companies that could be to an extent. The problem is, is like the experience. The experience is very dry. You know, they, they, there, there are many different aspects that companies need to focus on when they're talking about brand, um, talking about uh, being able to nurture uh, individuals. The guy who was on stage earlier said junk. Where's he at? What does junk mean when you're talking about a human being? I yeah, we love following charts and graphs, guys, because we look a lot better after following them. <laughs> I have one slide. That's all I need. So yeah, on the, on the Hire by Google side of the house, and this is the thing that really kind of stoked my flames, per se, is that um, they had 50% greater adoption by hiring now who's ruining the managers. podcast? Well, I'm not going to tell them why. Okay. I'm not going to tell you why. You have to listen. But they had 50% higher adoption rate by hiring managers. When's the last time you had... It's not easy to get a hiring manager to do anything, right? I mean, it, literally, it sucks trying to get... Can you please talk to this candidate that... Can you please schedule this candidate that you want to actually fill this position, for God's sakes? And by the way, if they're more engaged, guess what? The candidates have a better experience. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, when we start talking about these big names, which, which I think is amazing, and Joel always talks about this meteor that hit our you know, recruitment industry uh, kind of like landscape uh, when Microsoft spent $26.2 billion on LinkedIn. And that woke up a lot of fucking people, right? Not just Google, not just all these big names, but also take a look at all these startups that are out there today. Some of these startups are just flat out amazing. Some of them might not know the practical way to actually use their platform. <laughs> but let's say, for instance, like Text Recruit and, and iSIMS. Uh, we were actually at iSIMS Influence, and one of the clients of text recruit was actually showing text recruit the best ways more practical ways to utilize their platform it was incredibly powerful and again i'm going to say if you're not using texting to recruit you're dumb but at the end of the day when you look at this there are definitely different ways that you can use these these products to make your job so much easier not take the job away but so many mundane tasks that you have to do that do not have to be done today. And don't forget exciting startups like Chad and Cheese sponsors Emissary and Job at X <laughs> who are in the audience as well today. They're sort of the mammals that are surviving the asteroid and will be the next big companies to talk about. Yeah, well, and it's forcing all these companies now, and again, going back to like the the, the ISIMs and the, uh, the text recruit, which I think is awesome for like an emissary because it's like, look at that fucking validation. Then you have Cam Canvas and Jobvite. That's validation number two. If you don't know that you should be using you know, text to recruit, then you know, come on guys, look at all the validation that's out there. But yeah, it's commercials forcing. aside, if you're not using text messaging or messaging to connect with candidates, you're really shit. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, no, this isn't commercial. If you take a look at what's happening, they're not buying these companies just for the hell of it. There's no, they're not buying the, they're not spending millions of dollars. Jobvite didn't spend millions of dollars for the hell of it. Neither did iSIMS. They are trying to battle back to an extent what's happening with Google, what's happening with Microsoft, and they have to do something. 
And these are some of the things that they're actually doing. So, yeah. If they can't be Coke or Pepsi, they might as well be Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper or Fanta, right? Yeah, yeah. So what, what applicant tracking system has a double-digit market share? Yeah, market, market share. That's it. Uh, maybe one or two, right? Yeah. And they're, they're quickly going to single digits. Yeah, single digits. And so that means, what do they have to do? They have to offer you better products. Not to mention, it makes it easier for you that most of these companies, like we're getting ready to talk about... Uh, restless Bandit. Restless. But yeah, I knew what you meant. Restless. They're they, relentless and restless. Relentless so much that they got acquired. Yeah. These organizations need to be embedded in your everyday process. Because, I mean, who needs another platform for your recruiters to go into? I mean, seriously. Are you sure? I mean, it's like they're bouncing here to here to... You don't need that. You need a process. You need a, a simple process. They're competing process. with TikTok, for God's sakes. Exactly. So talk about... You know more about the... the relentless, rustless, restless restless, bandit. Restless yes. bandit. I think um, I like relentless better. They should have... Any restless bandit users out there? Any hardcore recruiters out there? Yeah, uh, no. So, that's why. So this, this is interesting. So I would say we were fairly high on a trend about a year ago of, of bringing back the dead from your resume database, right? So companies had these resume databases. They had contacts that were years and years old, if not maybe decades plus old. Yes. And they were just sitting there. So there were companies that came out like Crowded, Restless Bandit, uh, that their goal was to go in algorithmically see the jobs you currently have and right. say, okay, who were your B players that didn't quite make it? Let's get them back into the loop and get them activated uh, and get them back into applying for jobs and sort of reinvigorate them. It's commercial time. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video, or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io, and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. It's showtime. Crowded, who we were both high on, has had some issues aside from the technology with sort of a, a shyster CEO uh, that they've sort of gone by the wayside. And Restless Bandit was another sort of hot company back in the day that raised about $10 million to do this sort of thing. And this past week, they have sort of quietly gone away. They've been acquired or partnered with uh, True Staff, uh, a healthcare staffing company out of Cincinnati, which is a really weird acquisition or merger or partnership that these guys have, have gone. But if you go to Restless Bandit today, there's no like get a free demo. There's no contact us <clears throat> that can get you a salesperson on, on the call. So as far as I'm concerned, there's, no, there's been no public announcement. Um, I've made a few phone calls that have gone uh, sort of unanswered, but it sounds like they're sort of gone. And by the way, the founder of Restless uh, Bandit was the founder of Bright, 
which you, if you remember back in the day, they were acquired by LinkedIn for like a buck and a money. So lightning did not strike twice with this guy. Uh, Restless Bandit has, has I, I would say, gone by the yeah. wayside. He'll probably go and do something else in a year after his contract uh, is up to be with the company. But uh, I don't know if this buries the whole like, bring your resumes back from the dead thing or what it does, because we're seeing with Google, Google will say, okay, here's a job you're posting, here are current resumes that you have, go contact those people on a one-on-one -on -one basis, whereas Restless Bandit was sort of, let's just spam everybody and hope that we get the algorithm right and the jobs actually match what they're doing now and hope that they come back. Yeah. But I tend to think that what Google and maybe LinkedIn and sort of like, hey, post a job and here's who's currently good that's in your database, go contact them, is a better model than just Jobster 2.0 and let's spam everybody and hope that 10% Come back to the top. Just stamping on the on the grave. The of graves of dot coms. <laughs> Jason Goldberg. Yes. Um, yeah. So no if you take a look at again, hire by Google, it automatically when you post a rack, it jumps into your applicant tracking system and it surfaces candidates that it believes actually fit fit the rack. One of the issues that we've had over the years, and I know you guys know this because you don't use your resume databases in your applicant tracking systems because the search sucks. Is that there? How much money have you actually spent in building that database that you never go back to? Hundreds of millions of dollars for just one company in some cases. How many times have you bought that same candidate over and over and over? We've gotten incredibly lazy, and unfortunately, because of our tech being dilapidated and old, um, it hasn't worked. But now we have, again, the opportunity to be able to partner with the Googles of the world, their system automatically, again, does this. Then you have all these different uh, platforms like the Restless Bandits of the world, the Uncommons of the world, uh, the Intellos of the world, that, uh, that if you can get integrated into your applicant tracking system so you don't have to go into another platform, you can start to utilize all that money that you spent over the years and stop this active outreach, at least the amount of money that you're spending on active outreach, and really focus on first primarily passive outreach into your database, and then starting to message them to see if they're interested. At that point, what happens? They apply to the job, magic, right? So these are the things that, that again, you know, we're seeing in the industry that we really need companies to start driving. Uh, these are great platforms. In many cases, the companies do know or they don't know the best route. Uh, you guys don't need another platform to jump into, but you do need to be more cost effective because who's getting more money for recruiting this year, right? Right? Nobody's getting more, you know, budgets are getting tighter and all that other fun stuff, but we need to hire more people. They're in your database. You have tools for that. You thanks guys to, have been awesome. Thanks Philly. to Emissary. Thank you, guys. Let the world hear Philly. Thanks, guys. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors, 
because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.